0: listening
1: to Unfiltered with Muhammad Uncut, a podcast about personal growth and authentic leadership. If you're looking for tips on how to manage others, get ahead and make your way up the corporate ladder, this is not the show for you. This podcast is about being of service to others, leading from the heart and evolving into a better version of yourself. Each episode brings you motivated stories about unfiltered leadership and authentic leaders, those who involve others, use their influence to amplify diverse perspectives and inspire teams to achieve collective results. If this sounds like you, keep listening. Good afternoon and welcome to the Unfiltered Podcast. I've got with me here a colleague of mine and an old friend and a friend of a friend. Welcome to the podcast, Muhammad Zeradi. Thank you for being my unfiltered guest today.
0: How are you? Pleasure. Good, good. Pleasure to be here. Excited Pleasure to be here. Glad to him.
1: have you here.
0: So just, Nervous to uh, be here.
1: <laughs> In the background, for my listeners, Muhammad and I go back quite a ways. Uh, we grew up together, our families know each other. But we're putting that aside because Muhammad has an unfiltered story to share with us today and his take on leadership and how it helps him become a better person who can be in service of others so Muhammad, let's go right there and you tell us what makes you an unfiltered leader what does leadership mean to you
0: uh, let me back up uh, where do I start what does leadership mean to me I'm going to say leadership is a title that gets earned um, how do you end that title when do you get to a point of in the being in the leadership space to actually earn that title I just look at, you know, naturally as human beings, we go through this, uh, this, uh, I'll use the seven habits of highly effective people in there. There's, I don't know, by Stephen Covey, I'm a huge, huge fan. And in there, they talk about this uh, process of maturity. It's called the the maturity continuum, how we as beings, we start off being dependent, we go into independence. And then um, ultimately the highest level is the interdependence. And then the dependency stage, it's about um, you. You do this for me, you know, as infants, we're, you know, our mothers or our fathers, they, you know, it's up to them to nurture us, love us, you know, give us what we want, when we want it. And as we get older and, and wiser and you know, we start, to, uh, you know, so that's about you. So when we get into the independent stage, we're talking about, I. Ah, you know, I'm going to do this for myself. Um, I want to do this. This is how I want it. You know, I want to become better at this. Uh, I want to do more of this and so on and so forth. And that just teaches, you know, this other concepts of responsibility as it pertains to us, um, you know, and, and the highest level is the interdependence. And again, I'm just quoting a lot of the Stephen Covey stuff, but it speaks about we, right? It's about not just myself, but the team members. You know, you, you start talking about the win-win situations, how you synergize? You know, um, you know, seeking to understand and to be understood. So it's not about you; it's about others. But it's also about you being in the space of others. So I, to me, leadership lives in that space, into that interdependence state. Uh, 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 state let's just call it or phase. And in that space, that title is earned by others, not by yourself. You know, when you ask me, you you know, are you you find yourself to be a good leader? I don't know. Ask my colleagues. Uh, ask my team members. Um, they they ask as my kids, ask my wife. You know, it's all about that that bigger realm that is outside of yourself. The others dictate um, that about you. Um, I mean, you still have that sense of you trying to look at yourself as well uh, from the outside in to, to really see yourself as you know, are you a good leader, are you not? You know, use your own metrics. Um, what else can you do? Where else can I improve? And so on and so forth. But to me, you know, to answer your question, you know, leadership is to me, I look at it as like a this big title that is never achievable, that ultimately the more that you, you know, increase that space in which when you take on more and bring in more people, the more of, you know, votes that you get from those people that say, you know, you are a good leader, you're a good coach, you're a good mentor, um, ultimately, yeah, that, that's how you earn that title. And I love it,
1: Muhammad, because, you know, you went to a place that is, Better in my comfort and my growth zone, and that's Stephen Covey and the seven habits, because that is part of how I embrace life and going, as you said, from that state of self-awareness into an awareness of others, and then how we use that information to create the relationships that we need in order to be successful as family members, as people in, in, in a workplace, in an organization, a company where people need to work together to achieve collective results even in community where we can be good community members, where we can think about being of service to others. And ultimately what I heard you say there, leadership is about how we are perceived by others. Are we making sure that we can role model and not role play and be the people that people expect us to be in terms of it's not, it's not a title that somebody bequeaths to us, but it's a mindset and a heart set that we earn because we have served others. So kudos to you for walking down that path and that journey of self-discovery and discovery of others because ultimately it comes down to how we serve people and we call it i call this the unfiltered podcast for a reason because it's no bs it's it's no i have to put on the mask and pretend to be somebody else and a lot of the time we do that unintentionally we believe that we have to have different personas at work and different personas at home, and so we end up being different things for different people. Let me ask you what you understand about leadership in terms of being a situational leader versus having to have different masks because we're not comfortable. So explain to me how have you learned to become more effective by being a situational leader?
0: Honestly, me being here um you know here's a situation where uh now this is hard for me to actually speak out on but here it is i'm truly truly unfiltered um you know wh- why am i here you know what's the purpose of me being here in this situation and believe it or not the first time in my life where i've actually the purpose of me being here is to take on a challenge that has been so difficult for me for my whole entire life to be able to speak to uh the broader audience and um and and I, i really humbly thank you for actually putting this platform in which we can be unfiltered and here it is first time like i said in my life i'm taking on a challenge that is of mine to be able to start this journey of being able to you know not just you know act on leadership but be able to vocalize or speak out on leadership and I've never been able to do that. I've never done presentations. I've always, I'm an introvert, believe it or not. I'm a guy that just wants to, you know, just be by himself, be in a room of, you know, small groups of people. But here's a situation where I believe in order for me to become, I'm a student of leadership. I'm not a, a leader. I'm always trying to learn, always, you know, it's, I'm a, I have a beginner's mind. I'm always, you know, it doesn't matter where I end up, I'm always at point zero. And here's a situation for me where I can say, okay, you know what, in order for me to become a better leader or situational leader, here's a perfect situation where I can, you know, just not even practice, not even think about anything and just be out in the open and just be me. And here's a platform where I can actually do it. And so, yeah, and my purpose of me being here is that it's, it's facing that challenge and through, you know, being out there hoping That others can do the exact same way the exact same thing and that in itself is an element of leadership right just being out there in the open you know leading in space where you personally can't have never been there before and showing others that if if i'm capable like if i'm able to do this trust you me you know you hear that time and time again with everybody who's you know gone to wherever they got to it's like, like oh my god i can't even believe that i'm at this situation, just like right now to you, it's probably very simple, very easy to speak and so on and so forth. But to me, it's like, Oh my God, I can't believe I know at- So right now I'm on that platform, but if I can do this, somebody else can. And that in itself is, you know, being a situational leader, I guess. And you know,
1: Mohammed, there's humility in us knowing where our comfort zone is and where our growth zone is. Right. And between those two, there's that fear zone, right? And you mentioned about being an introvert. And so, you know, I, I work with a lot of introverts, whether it's through coaching or through my peer-to-peer networks and just in general, you know, and I grow and I learn because I, I'm I'm allowed so be extrovert. Like, I don't know when to shut up. I, I don't have a fear of speaking. I The word fear doesn't, I mean, I'm afraid of things like horror movies, right? I'm not afraid of getting up in front of people or speaking in the public. But I'm aware that for some people, that's pushing them out of their comfort zone. But to your point, that's how we grow. But we don't grow before we go through that experiential, hey, here's a bike, I know that I've gotta get on and there's training wheels. And if I don't have somebody to show me and teach me and help me and guide me, maybe give me a little push, I'm not gonna be able to get on. And within a bit of time, I let go of the hand, you know, I take off the the, the training wheels. And then, you know, maybe a few weeks into it, I'm actually riding my bike, you know, hands-free, right? And that ability to go from walk, crawl, you know, crawl, walk, get on the bike and then go hands-free means that we have to overcome our fears. We have to overcome the obstacles that hold us back. This is to your point earlier, going from the dependency to the independence and the interdependence. And we do that by recognizing we can't do it alone. We need to work with others. So you mentioned that we, we work with mentors, we work with leaders who help us rise. And the more modesty, just like you're displaying, the more modesty and humility that we can bring within ourselves and show up every day at home, at work, in the community and show people, here's my unfiltered self. I am who I am. You know, I could be an extrovert. I could be an introvert, but, you know, I I could be an omnivert, I could be a mix of anything. But at the end of the day, I'm here and I'm showing up as I am. And my goal is to make this place a better place. Now, people often talk about, oh, there's leaders and there's followers. and, And I respect that. I respect that perspective. I can be a leader in a certain situation and I can be a follower in another situation. I recognize that there are experts that lead me to the well of knowledge where I need to grow. And hopefully sometimes I can be that expert to lead others. So, you know, for me, situational leadership is flexing my abilities and my capacity to lead others based on their needs and what they need from, from me. Right. So when I look at how, you know, the modesty and the humility that you bring to the conversation and that recognition of, In order for us to step out out of our comfort zone, there's a bit of fear, but we're not going to grow if we don't step out of our comfort zone. And I guess I'm going to ask you, Mohammed, and thank you for sharing today. Thank you for that unfiltered. uh, (laughs) What I'd love to hear from you is, you know, your your background is in the engineering world. You work with colleagues and, and you help bolster teams and help them to, you know, you worked on collective goals. Has there been a time when you felt that, your ability to lead others, to inspire them, to get work done, has been a time where you have fallen into a bit of fear, and maybe that's held you back. How have you overcome it? I guess my question.
0: No, no, no. I think, and not not sound too arrogant here. Uh, other than you know speaking in public spaces, yes. Uh, but uh, you know, aside from that, it's. No, I'm very bold. I, I I drive to any situation, big or small, with passion, right? Um, always looking at the greater good, um, really trying to understand big picture thinking and recognizing, you know, the situation that just with the people that are around um, within that team environment, you know, where do they stand, where they lacking, where are their gaps, and really trying to dive deep down within myself, even though I've never been there before to really understand that that is a gap within that team environment and try to fulfill it. Um, so no, I I feed off of fear, um, believe it or not. I, I love, I love failing. I, um, I, I shoot for the stars always ending up on the moon. And that's when I say I have always that beginner's mindset. It's like, I'm never going to reach the stars. And so I'm, I'm always going to fail. And I love that. I love that. But uh, it's not about where I end up landing. It's the, it's that journey. You know, it's always about the journey for me. Since I was a kid, it's, you know, being in the moment, being, you know, just in the moment and really just seeing what's going on, smelling what's what you can smell and touching what you can touch right there and then. And, but, but again, just really look at the opportunities where there are gaps that ultimately that I foresee for myself, based on my experiences, based on the environment in which I'm in, and recognizing that, you know, certain people don't want to do that. And that's okay, that's fine. But somebody's got to do that, especially when you don't have people within that environment that willing to step up. I love that. And again, it's a passion of mine. And as soon as I feel that anxiety, that fear, I just feed off of it. I just want to get in there and just show people in the team that we're, we, we are capable of achieving this. We're not gonna, you know, achieve the stars, but we're gonna, you know, land on that moon, but it's ultimately we're gonna have these stories to talk about, you know, where we failed, but how exciting it was and just have fun doing it. And, and so, no, I'm, I feed off of fear. I love fear Um, and I just, just, I, I go with passion and I let people have fun and myself have fun with it. And I, that's what I teach. or or mentor or coach not only my kids and my wife and the people around me it's you know we're human we're going to make mistakes but it's fun it's it's a journey there's you know it's it goes back to the types of metrics I believe in which you um, utilize to tell you what is failure or 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 having that fear of failure and to me it's you know failure is is all about not trying at the end of the day, you don't try, you failed. Um, you know what? What? Uh, what metrics you get above and beyond that is, you know, it could be your boss telling you, "Hey, you know, you didn't reach a certain something." And for me, it's, I don't care about that. That's just a byproduct. You know, it's all about us trying, trying together, and being okay with that and and the journey as a team. And let's move forward. Doesn't matter what it is. Let's go face it. COVID nineteen was one of those situations where it's like, you know people needed or required some type of that type of leadership where people are just not afraid, right. And making everything okay. And yes, it's a struggle, but we'll, we'll figure it out. And I I will do it together. Right. Right. And then you look back at some of the things, you know, as for looking at my team and what some of the things that we've come up with, we just love it. And now we're just feeding off of it. And just, it's just awesome. So no, I'm not, I, I, sort of sound a little bit arrogant there. I love fear. I love trying new things and my metrics are just how how beautiful the journey is and who did I do it with.
1: It's failure. It's really just another opportunity to get up and to keep trying to get it better. You know, you get on the on the bike and you're Got the training wheels and you're gonna fall off. And if you give up, right. well, you've missed the opportunity to have a really good bike ride. But you get back on and you take off those training wheels, and eventually you will be able to go down the hill without your hands on. And you will fall and you'll get a few scrapes. But those scrapes and maybe scars are gonna teach us that we tried and they'll help us tell stories, right? And it inspires others because you know, part of leadership is showing others that we can try. And having the humility to say that we can fail and having the resilience to say we can get right back up and we can keep going and i think that's the important part of leadership is not just talking about it not role playing you know but being able to role model and so people can look to you as a leader and say i have faith i have confidence because there's somebody that's gone before me so you know Maybe we can shoot for the stars, knowing that you know we're going to fall a bit short, but we'll land on the moon, right? And you know, part of part, part of that leadership process, part of that journey, is the continued self awareness. Is the continued knowing? Okay, there's probably some sort of a fear. You know, when I get up I, earlier, I said I don't get get scared. You know, I'm I'm okay talking in public, but it doesn't mean that I'm so bold, that I'm arrogant, that I'm not going to... You know, I, I have butterflies in my stomach, but it's only when there's a colony of butterflies that I think it's a problem. But anytime I get up to speak in front of people, and I do this for a living, I think this feels a little uncomfortable, but it feels good. And you know, and, and that I think is, is finding that integration. And some people call it balance, some people call it integration. It's finding the place where you can look at fear and recognize that fear is just the other face of you know, love. And you know, people often think that it's the other face of courage. And I think fear is the other face of love because you can choose to love where you are. You, you, know, you need more than courage. Courage is gonna allow you to leap forward and jump off the cliff and say, I did it. But love is going to allow you to understand where you're landing. How are you landing? Who are you landing with? Who do you need to land with? Who's gonna be your parachute, right? So, you know, it's a combined story that we write together and, and leadership is seldom a journey about ourselves, if ever. It's always about the journey that we take with others, right?
0: Right, right.
1: You mentioned COVID, and I think this is a really great awakening because a lot of us have had to face that fear of the unknown and great leaders have, demonstrated that we don't have a crystal ball. We don't have the answers. And that humility is OK. What have you heard from your circle of colleagues or in your experiences about reacting or responding to COVID and this lack of knowing? What, how has that sat with you in terms of uh, h- how you've had to lead people or to get work
0: done? Um. I mean, at the end of the day, what it really came down to, I probably say, you know, how much, how much trust that people have in other people whenever those types of people had to make certain decisions. So in other words, if I wanted to make a bold move to move our entire team in a certain direction, it really came down to how much did I have my emotional bank with those people in terms of the trust element. And if that bank had a lot of trust, it didn't matter what I wanted to say or, or say, or you know, this is the direction that we needed to move. Um, ultimately, that's what it came down to. How much trust prior to COVID did I have there? And based on that, it was, okay, we're gonna, you know, everybody's stopping right here, right now. Everyone's looking for direction. Um, not knowing from where to get that direction from, especially when, um, especially when, 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 if you have a, an, or, or, you know, we're, um, uh, in that situation I was dealing with more organizational structure stuff where you have certain people based on hierarchies are looking for decisions from those people. And those people are looking for decisions from those people. And it, it, and, it and, and, and the person at the very top was actually relying on their team members to give them direction. So, we were in a space more of, of, of everybody's just trying to look for answers not understanding where to get those answers from. And it just took people with no titles and leadership qualities to say, we're gonna do this. And certain leaders that thought that they were leaders recognized that they, they couldn't move the, their team in that direction. And a lot of people that weren't leaders realized that, oh my God, I'm able to move everybody in that direction. And if I was to, you know, really observe that, you know, both of those uh, situations or those scenarios, it really came down to trust. It really came down to how much people had trust in certain individuals, such that when these individuals said, "We're gonna, you know, try this um, just to move forward with whatever it is that we're trying," um, let's try it, let's do it. You know what? If we're gonna fail, it's okay. But this person or this individual is saying we can do it and and it's okay to fail and we're not going to get enough for it. And we're not going to lose our lives over it. You know, it just came down to trust and and, and through trust, you gain confidence. And all of a sudden the, the team came together and everybody just moved forward with it. But to me, that's what it came down to this situation like COVID and really trying to make decisions. It just came down to trust.
1: Well, the pandemic, I believe really showed us that it's a time to test our resilience. And if ever, you know, and I, I, whether you're listening to the news or you listen to podcasts like I do daily, you know, the common title or the common theme was, you know, crisis makes good leaders. That wasn't what we were thinking back in March or April or even May. Mm. At the onset of this crisis, we were thinking crisis makes for havoc. Crisis is a lot of shit to clean up, right? And, you know, somebody has to clean it up. And we can't expect others to do it alone. And so that's where I think the humility came in. We recognize that we are stronger together. That was a huge hashtag. And you know, I'm hoping that that recognition of us needing to work together and, and to band as communities of, of learning and a resilient community of growing and evolution is to recognize that we got here for a reason. We did a lot of, we, killed the earth. We were killing each other. Our, our ignorance, which is the flip side of a fear, I think, you know, your fear starts with being ignorant. And then when you move towards arrogance and, and you no longer care about the other or about your environment, you, you really become the sort of leader nobody wants to be led by, the sort of leader that's about rank and, and role and about a Authority as opposed to the sort of leader that inspires, involves, and influences others. So, what I saw during COVID and the, the plethora of webinars and podcasts and discussions and articles that were all writing about what we could do better was to become better leaders or to create a leadership mindset. Not everybody has to be a leader if you understand that leadership is about being at the forefront and leading others or being a manager or people manager, but I think we can all say we need a certain mindset and a heart set that allows us first to respond to our environment. And so we needed to respond to what was going on with COVID. We needed to respond with what was going on in our communities, in our household. We were locked down. We were in a crisis mode. Our, our communities, our government shut down, our, the entire economy shut down, global economy. So I think, you know, leadership is that self-awareness but uh, also the awareness to look beyond and to do it with trust. So, you know, you talk about trust is that currency, and if, if we are building trust with others, we're, you know, banking on dividend, but if we are d- d- eroding trust, we are continuously taking away, it's a tax that costs more, it, it takes you know, it's longer to get things done. No trust, therefore, there's no confidence that we can work together or we're going to be working in spite of one another. So let me ask you, you've, you know, you talked about Stephen Covey and the seven habits. What other book has inspired you on your learning journey?
0: Um, uh, The biggest one was, you know, good to great. Um, I really like just the concept of that book of, you know, there's good companies and there's great companies and there's a, there's a process in which you go from good to great. Um, and it's very analytical. It's based on data. Um, you know, these are proven factual data about certain companies, and uh, you know that's that's a huge, um, that's a big that's a big one for me. I've you know learned the ins and outs about that, and it, it's one thing for me. I'm I'm not, I'm not a big book reader. Um, I'm all about actually application and actually doing and you know, learning from the self and really going out there and doing that. But, you know, going back and really trying to read books that, uh, uh, you know, some of the journeys that I've taken just to put things in perspective, you know, what, what, what did I just learn here? And what does that mean from a, from, from a book perspective and really trying to put things in from that perspective. So you know, the seven habits, it's, I love it because, you know, I've already gone down that journey and just looking back and trying to reiterate and really trying to put some structure to some of these learnings that I that I've done before, uh, but yeah, I'm not a big book reader. I'm, I'm I like just getting out in life and just trying things out and just hearing about books that speak to some of these journeys that I've um, gone down on. I just want to touch on the, you, you mentioned something about leadership and COVID, and you know, one big thing for me it's you know leadership. There's not enough leaders in the world. I call them the one percenters. There's the 99 percenters, and there's a one percent, and Honestly, I've I started this company. It's called Deuces Engineering. Uh, Deuce, Duchess, um, That means uh, you're you're a very good guy with with uh, with languages. Duches is is Latin for leadership. Um, so Duches Engineering it doesn't mean that we are leaders in engineering. Duches is about um, uh, uh, leadership and the, the organization, the company. One day will be about actually bringing in leaders and how, how do those leaders build other leaders because again I'm, I'm i truly believe that we do not have enough leaders in the world um and, and we have the wrong had... sort
1: of leaders in the world right not enough right. leaders leading by role modeling and what i like to call in leaders
0: right 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 um so we don't have enough leaders in the world um and and so going back to duchess it's, it's about an organization that i see one day becoming again, just bringing in potential leaders, being able to really filter out potential young leaders, and joining an organization in which they can become leaders. Um, and by the way, yes, we do. Uh, we do engineering, right? The byproduct is engineering. The opportunities are within engineering industry. Um, but yeah, I truly believe that we don't have enough leaders, and also we don't have enough leaders with authority. Um, So or positional authority, not that leaders require positional authority, but we do require to be in a positional authority so leaders can actually have greater impacts. So that's another thing is, is how do you create an organization that, you know, these leaders or potential leaders coming into an organization and ultimately go off on their own, become their own CEOs of their own companies such that then they can manifest and create their own companies of leaders um, one day. So yeah, going back to the COVID situation, I don't think we had enough um, unfiltered leaders. Let's call them that. Um, and the whole point of Duetus Engineering was to actually go out there and in hopes to build leaders um, through through the engineering industry. Well, that's
1: where you you know you you look at great leadership is when you can use your influence to help other people rise. And so right. you know I I think that's you know when I hear you speak about this uh, company that you've started, it it's about how do we get work done? How do we do it with a mindset of working with others and helping to create leaders? Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're not gonna be around forever. We need to actually, you know, work with others and accomplish, right? So this is right. ask, what, you know, what, what learning have you shared yet, or have you, uh, you know, come across in your life, you know? And I want, I guess I can use the word advice. What piece of advice could you give? What sort of unfiltered advice could you give to someone to help them become a better leader?
0: Um, what I'm about to say is more probably of a, is a reflection of who I am, but I'm gonna say be bold, you know, take on the biggest challenge that you currently have today. Uh, face it um, take it on with adversity and you know obviously not uh, um, you know that that's taken on risks but uh, you know obviously without you know compromising the health of yourself others and the environment um, but be bold take on those challenges and you know honestly that that's what I did that's why I'm here um, if I'm telling myself that I, that's exactly what I tell other people and that in itself is leadership right it's 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 a mirror image of leadership it's you trying to do something to better yourself but at the same time it leads others to actually follow the same path so be bold face those challenges um I'm here um I'm doing it I'm leading the way let's just say you can do it too leadership
1: really
0: starts with leading ourselves first we can't lead if we don't. So thank you for
1: taking the time this afternoon, Mohammed Radhi, to share with us your Unfiltered, bold story of leadership. And I look forward to future conversations with you. Awesome, great. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you very much. Take care. appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Unfiltered, the show about authentic leadership and personal growth. Like what you heard? Click subscribe, share it, and tell a friend about it. And don't forget to leave a rating.